Welcome back to our latest episode on cutting-edge technology and finance. Today, we're diving deep into a fascinating study titled Learning the Market, Sentiment-Based Ensemble Trading Agents by Andrew Yee and colleagues. The team brings together expertise from computer and data sciences to finance and mathematics, promising a multidisciplinary approach to the stock trading game. Absolutely, Tom. The essence of their work revolves around integrating sentiment analysis with deep reinforcement learning to craft smarter, more responsive trading strategies. It's like teaching a machine not just to crunch numbers, but to feel the market vibe, which is revolutionary. Right, Jen. Let's break down how they've approached this. Starting with the basics, they've built upon existing AI technologies known as deep reinforcement learning algorithms. These algorithms excel in decision-making by learning from vast quantities of data. The novel twist here is incorporating market sentiment, essentially the general attitude of investors towards the market, which can be bullish or bearish. And how they do that is fascinating, Tom. They've developed a method to extract news sentiment as a proxy for market sentiment. They comb through financial news headlines using a sentiment lexicon, which assigns a sentiment score to words, to gauge the market's mood. This sentiment analysis, although simple, seems to be quite effective. Indeed, Jen. But here's where it gets even more ingenious. They use this sentiment analysis within an ensemble of trading agents. Think of it as a team of AI agents, where each has its own trading style or strategy. Based on the current market sentiment extracted from the news, their system can dynamically switch between these agents. So if the market sentiment changes, they deploy the agent best suited for that climate. It's like having a squad of specialized athletes to tag in and out of the game, depending on the play, Tom. And it turns out, this flexibility pays off. Their method not only outperforms traditional ensemble strategies, where agents are switched out on a fixed schedule regardless of market conditions, but also each individual trading algorithm and the market itself. Exactly, Jen. Through rigorous backtesting on historical stock data, they showed their sentiment-based ensemble approach achieved higher returns while managing risk better. The beauty lies in its blend of qualitative insight through sentiment analysis with the quantitative punch of deep learning algorithms. And here's the kicker, Tom. Despite the sophisticated strategies employed, the technique they've developed for sentiment analysis and agent selection is notably straightforward and efficient. This simplicity is key as it paves the way for adapting this strategy to real-time trading with live data, a potential game-changer for automated trading systems. Reflecting on this, Jen, it's clear the collaboration between AI and human intuition represented here through sentiment analysis offers a compelling advancement in trading technologies. By capturing the ebb and flow of market sentiments, these AI agents can navigate the stock market with a new layer of adaptability and foresight. Right, Tom. It demonstrates a significant step toward more holistic trading strategies that consider both the numbers and the narrative of the market. As we look to the future, it'll be exciting to see how these methodologies evolve and whether they'll redefine automated trading as we know it. Well said, Jen. That wraps up our deep dive into learning the market sentiment-based ensemble trading agents. As technology and finance continue to intertwine, 
the horizon looks promising for innovations that bridge the gap between data and human understanding. Thanks for joining us on this fascinating exploration. Until next time, keep an eye on the markets and the innovations shaping them. Ever wished your stock portfolio could read the room? Meet Moodstock, the revolutionary trading app that's turning Wall Street into wall feels. That's right, Tom. Thanks to a group of brainy scientists and their sentiment-based trading agents, Moodstock analyzes mountains of financial news, mood swings of the market, and even the slightest hint of drama on Wall Street to make trades that vibe with the market's mood. Feeling bullish? Moodstock's got an agent for that. Market throwing a tantrum? There's an agent ready to soothe it with some savvy trades. It's like having your own team of trading empathists, all bottled up in a super smart app. And the best part? Moodstock's agents learn from their environment. They're like mood rings for the stock market, constantly adapting to the emotional undercurrents. Whether the market's euphoric, anxious, or just plain moody, Moodstock knows. So, if you're tired of the same old rational algorithms and crave a trading experience that's a bit more human, Moodstock is your go-to. Because who said finance couldn't do with a little more feelings, right, Jen? Absolutely, Tom. Let your portfolio ride the emotional roller coaster with Moodstock. It's not just smart, it's sentiment savvy. Moodstock, where your stocks get emotional intelligence. Download the app today and get in tune with the market's mood. Welcome back to our show, folks. Today, Jen and I are diving into a topic that's not just intriguing, but absolutely vital for understanding global economic dynamics. We're exploring the world of oil-based commodities and their volatility. That's right, Tom. And we've found this incredible paper titled Forecasting Volatility of Oil-Based Commodities, the Model of Dynamic Persistence by Josef Barunik and Lukasz Vaka. These authors have ventured into the complities of forecasting oil volatility with a novel approach that is truly fascinating. Oil, as we know, is the lifeblood of the global economy, powering everything from cars to countries. The authors start off by highlighting how oil-based commodities are not just critical due to their universal use, but also because of their susceptibility to price fluctuations. These fluctuations can rock economies, making forecasting their volatility crucial. Absolutely. And it's not just about the economics. Geopolitical events, technological advancements, and even environmental regulations play their parts. This dynamic nature leads to what the paper describes as time variation and persistence, essential properties of volatility that are often examined separately. This is where Baronik and Vasha step in with a breakthrough. They introduce a model that allows shocks of differing persistence levels to vary smoothly over time. Basically, they're saying that instead of treating these shocks in isolation, let's model them together because that's how they occur naturally. And they do this by employing localized regressions to identify the dynamics directly from data, constructing a model based around this. Their findings? This model provides superior volatility forecasts, especially over longer horizons, compared to other state-of-the-art models. Delving deeper, they build on the concept of localized persistence. Volatility isn't just about the big events, it's also the cumulative effect of countless smaller, day-to-day -day changes. By focusing on this rich persistence structure and its time variation, they can predict volatility more accurately. 
they make use of something called the time-varying extended wold decomposition model. In simpler terms, it's a way to break down the volatility time series into smaller, independent components that represent different durations or scales of volatility. Right, Jen. And these components can vary over time, allowing the model to adapt as the world changes. Through their empirical analysis, which includes events like the annexation of Crimea, the COVID-19 pandemic, and the aggression against Ukraine in 2022, they show how volatility's persistent structure shifts dramatically. The end result? Their model, the TVEWD, outperforms others, especially for those looking to forecast far into the future. It's especially relevant for practitioners and policymakers who need to navigate the turbulent waters of the oil market. Now, Jen, reflecting on this, what strikes me is not just the sophistication of their model, but its practicality. In a world where oil prices can be influenced by a tweet, having a tool that can foresee volatility is invaluable. Absolutely, Tom. And it's a reminder of how interconnected and complex our global economy is. The work by Barunik and Vacha not just advances our understanding of oil volatility, but also opens up new avenues for research and analysis in other commodities and financial markets. For all our listeners out there, whether you're a market analyst, a policymaker, or just someone fascinated by how our world works, this paper sheds light on a crucial aspect of our economy. It's not just about forecasting numbers. It's about understanding the forces that drive our world. Well said, Tom. And with that, we wrap up today's episode. As always, we've barely scratched the surface, so we encourage you to dive into the details of this paper and explore its broader implications. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. This is Tom and Jen signing off. And now a word from our very special sponsor, Oil Oracle, your premier future oil volatility predictor. Ever wondered? If your next trip to the gas station will break the bank? Or if it's the right time to invest in that oil painting of a cat riding a unicycle? Worry no more. Thanks to the groundbreaking research on forecasting oil volatility, Oil Oracle can predict future oil price fluctuations with uncanny accuracy. It's like having a crystal ball, but for crude oil. Need to know if oil prices are going sky high next month? Oil Oracle's got you. Planning a budget for your collection of oil-based salad dressings? We see a clear future of well-dressed salads ahead. And for our listeners, Oil Oracle is offering an exclusive feature, the panic button. Not sure if that news headline will tank oil prices? Hit the button and get instant personalized advice. Oil Oracle. Because knowing is half the battle, and the other half is figuring out what the heck to do with that information. Subscribe now and never get greased by oil volatility again. Disclaimer, Oil Oracle is powered by the smartest algorithms. But please remember, the future is as slippery as the commodity we predict. Always consult your cat on a unicycle before making big life decisions. Oil Oracle, predict today, prosper tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, Jen and I are diving into the intricacies of forecasting, specifically looking at a study that's putting a spotlight on evaluating the skill and directional forecasts of multiple variables. It's an intriguing paper titled, A Simple Method for Joint Evaluation of Skill and Directional Forecasts of Multiple Variables, published in Helion. That's right, Tom. Forecasting, especially in the economic realm, is something that both fascinates and frustrates many. 
This study, by Thitithep Sithiot and Kanyarat Holasut from Thailand, sets out to tackle how we can assess if forecasts are any good, specifically when it comes to predicting the direction of change in economic indicators like GDP growth and inflation. And when we talk about forecasts, we're referring to predictions about future events or trends. In economics, these forecasts are crucial for policy analyses and decision-making. But here's the catch. Making accurate forecasts is notoriously difficult. That's because these forecasts need to predict not just one, but multiple variables, and they need to do it simultaneously. The study focuses on a nifty way to evaluate the skill of these forecasts without getting bogged down by the complicated statistical methods that traditionally come with such territory. Exactly, Jen. The researchers introduce a simple method for this joint evaluation using data on GDP growth and inflation forecasts from three organizations in Thailand over two decades. Their evaluation method hinges on something called the Prediction Skill Index, or PSI, which the paper's authors previously developed. The beauty of PSI is that it simplifies the assessment process. Traditional methods often require a laundry list of assumptions about the data, but PSI cuts through that, aimed to directly measure the forecast's skill based on outcomes. It's all about whether the forecasts can correctly predict the direction in which things will move, up, down, or stay the same. When applying this method to actual economic forecasts conducted between 2001 and 2021, the paper finds some interesting results. These organizations seem to have some skill in forecasting, especially when there's a bit of leeway in the accuracy, such as allowing a forecast to be off by a standard deviation. But when the criteria get stricter, their skill level drops closer to what the study terms intelligent guesswork. And that's a critical insight. It essentially points out that while forecasting these economic indicators isn't purely guesswork, there's a substantial amount of uncertainty involved. This reinforces the idea that when we use these forecasts for making policy decisions or for investment, caution should be the watchword. Reflecting on the broader implications, this study doesn't just provide a tool for evaluating forecasts. It potentially opens up a conversation about how these forecasts are used. If the skill level of forecasters is only marginally better than a guess in some cases, what does that say about our reliance on such forecasts in critical decision-making? Indeed, Tom. It underlines the importance of fostering better forecasting methods and also highlights the value of skepticism and critical thinking when interpreting forecasts. Whether you're a policymaker, an investor, or just someone interested in the future of the economy, understanding the limitations and strengths of economic forecasts is key. Absolutely, Jen. And with that, we wrap up our deep dive for today. It's a paper that certainly gives much food for thought, leaving us pondering the complexities of forecasting and the continuous journey towards improvement in this field. We hope you found this episode as fascinating as we did. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time with more insightful discussions on the latest research and its implications for our world. Stay curious and keep questioning. Goodbye for now. Have you ever tried predicting the weather, the stock market, or even what your cat will do next, only to be wildly off the mark? Well, fear no more. Introducing Forecast Friend, the company born from the enlightening research on the simple method for joint evaluation of skill in directional forecasts of multiple variables. That's right. 
With Forecast Friend, you don't just get predictions. You get a buddy who's mastered the art of educated guessing with a fancy prediction skill index to boot. Wondering if you need an umbrella tomorrow? Think the price of cheese will go up? Afraid your favorite team might lose? Don't stress. Ask Forecast Friend. And for a limited time only, sign up and you'll receive our exclusive Almost Psychic package, featuring daily forecasts on literally anything, from politics to whether your avocado will ripen before it goes bad. Forecast Friend, for when you need a prediction that's better than your uncle's gut feeling, but not quite Nostradamus. Terms and conditions apply. Accuracy may vary. Always have a plan B. Welcome to today's episode, where we delve into the fascinating world of income distribution in Thailand, focusing on a major finding, its scale invariant. That's right, Tom. This means no matter how you slice the data, by region, income bracket, or demographic, the overall pattern remains consistent. It's a principle often found in natural phenomena, but seeing it in an economic context is intriguing. To get to the bottom of this, we first need to understand what scale invariance is. Imagine you're looking at a coastline from different heights, a drone, a skyscraper, and right at the beach. The coastline's complexity and detail look similar, no matter the scale. That's scale invariance. Exactly. Now apply that concept to income distribution. Whether we're examining the income of a small town or the entire country, the distribution pattern remains the same. This understanding comes from analyzing income data across Thailand, applying statistical methods that reveal this self-similar structure. Researchers found that income distribution follows what's known as a power law, especially at the higher income ranges. This means a small number of people earn significantly more than the average, a pattern consistent across different communities and social groups. This discovery has profound implications. For policymakers, it means that efforts to address income inequality need to account for this inherent structural pattern. Simply put, solutions need to be scalable, effective, at any level of aggregation from local communities to the whole nation. And there's a deeper lesson here about the nature of social and economic systems. They're more interconnected and patterned than we might think, exhibiting rules and structures similar to natural patterns, from river deltas to the branching of trees. It also challenges us to think about wealth distribution in our societies. If a natural pattern like scale invariance exists in economics, it begs the question, how much of income distribution is due to inherent system structures versus policy and regulation? Absolutely, Jen. This paper isn't just a revelation about Thailand, but a window into understanding complex systems, whether they're ecological, physical, or social. It's a call to look at old problems through new, interdisciplinary lenses. As we wrap up, it's clear that the scale-invariant nature of Thailand's income distribution is more than just an academic finding. It's a mirror reflecting broader social, economic, and natural systems, encouraging us to think globally while acting locally. That's all for today's episode. We hope it's given you new insights into the fascinating world where economics meets natural patterns. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pondering the patterns in the world around us. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Ever feel like your income is just playing hide-and-seek with you? Well, we've got just the solution. Introducing Scale Your Wealth 
the first financial advisory firm inspired by the scale-invariant income distribution of Thailand. That's right, Jen. Our unique approach applies the principles of natural patterns to your bank account. Just like a tree's branches reflect a similar pattern, no matter the size, we believe your savings can too. Imagine having a financial plan that grows and adapts just like a fractal. From the size of a sapling to a mighty oak, your wealth could follow a universal pattern of growth. And the best part? Our services include a complimentary income inversion umbrella. It's like an umbrella, but for shielding your wealth from the downpour of inconsistency. So, if you're tired of the traditional, unpredictable methods of managing money and are ready to embrace the weird and wonderful world of scale invariance, Scale Your Wealth is here for you. Visit us at scaleyourwealth.th and remember, with Scale Your Wealth, your finances are as predictable as the pattern of a leaf and as exciting as finding a fractal in your fortune cookie. Scale Your Wealth, where your savings reflect the beauty of nature's own designs. Call us today. And never look at a leaf the same way again. Welcome back to our podcast, where today we're diving deep into a fascinating paper titled Convergence Rates for Backward SDEs Driven by Levy Processes, authored by Chengguang Liu, Antonis Papapantolian, and Alexandro Sapol Ouras. Right, so to kick things off, backward stochastic differential equations, or BSDEs for short, are tools in stochastic analysis that help describe various phenomena in fields like finance, game theory, and climate economics. They've got a direct link to fields like stochastic control and nonlinear partial differential equations. And when we talk about Levy processes, we're delving into a class of stochastic processes that are vital for modeling things like asset prices in financial markets, because they can capture the real-life features of these markets, like discontinuities and skewness, in asset log returns. The paper by Liu, Papa Pantolian, and Sapol Aouras centers around approximating Levy processes using compound Poisson processes and examining the convergence rates BSDEs when you transition from a Levy process to its compound Poisson approximation. That's right. They're especially interested in how fast this approximation converges. They use something called the Blumenthal Getur Index to determine the rate of convergence for these processes in the L2 norm and in the Wasserstein distance. What they've found is that these rates are optimal, meaning they can't be improved upon given the, the conditions they've set. To break that down a bit, the Blumenthal-Gitter index essentially, essentially measures the jump intensity of a Levy process. It gives you a way to quantify how jumpy a process is and thus impacts how well you can approximate that process using a compound Poisson process. Importantly, their results apply not just in theory, but have practical implications, for instance, in the financial sector. Understanding the convergence rates helps in the accurate modeling of financial instruments, where even slight deviations can lead to significant discrepancies in pricing strategies. The paper also spends time discussing various techniques to approximate Levy-driven BSDEs, showing that while these methods have been considered for Brownian motion-driven BSDEs, they hadn't been thoroughly examined for Levy processes. The author's contribution can thus be seen as filling this gap in the literature. Exactly. And it's worth mentioning that their findings are quite robust, covering different kinds of terminal conditions and even considering times when the generator of the BSDE is also approximated. On a more technical note, 
they also introduced some sophisticated mathematical methods to arrive at their results. They meticulously proved their main results while also considering auxiliary results about Levy processes approximation, which alone contributes to the understanding of Levy processes. Reflecting on this paper, it's clear that the work of Lu, Papa Pantolion, and Sapaoras extends the body of knowledge on BSDEs significantly, especially in the context of Levy processes. Their findings not only provide theoretical insights, but also pave the way for more accurate and efficient models in areas like finance and economics. Absolutely, Tom. It's an intricate piece of work that straddles both deep theoretical underpinnings and practical applicability. For anyone interested in stochastic analysis and its applications, this paper offers crucial insights into the convergence of BSDEs driven by Levy processes and opens new avenues for research and development in mathematical finance and beyond. Have you ever felt lost in the financial jungle, trying to catch those elusive returns, but keep getting scared off by the wild swings in the market? You need the Levy Leash, the latest cutting-edge financial tool from the brains behind the groundbreaking paper Convergence Rates for Backward SDEs, driven by Levy Processes. That's right. With the Levy Leash, you can tame those wild, unpredictable Levy Processes with the precision of a seasoned animal trainer. Our technology harnesses the power of complex mathematical algorithms to predict market movements, ensuring you stay ahead of the game. Say goodbye to being startled by sudden market drops. The Levy Leash keeps your investments on a tight, controlled path using the Blumenthal Gay Tour Index to sniff out the best opportunities. And don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. All you need to know is that the Levy Leash is like having a financial whisperer right in your pocket, guiding your every move in the market with uncanny precision. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just getting started, the Levy Leash is your ticket to a well-behaved portfolio that sits and stays better than man's best friend. So why wait? Unleash your investment's potential with the Levy Leash today. Call now and we'll throw in a free seminar on understanding Levy processes because who doesn't want to sound like a financial genius at dinner parties? The Levy Leash, because when it comes to your investments, it's a wild world out there. Let us help you keep it on a short leash.